bringing a voice to the growing number of millennial pagans in our brand of witchcraft, magic, and worship. We are your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jarrah Stone. And uh, in studio with us, we have Miss Lara. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good, good. I have a witchy thing that happened today. Yeah. It was kind of funny. So I'm sitting on the throne of all thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking down at the floor and I see something shiny on my bathroom floor. And I'm like, what's this? I pick it up. It looks like a tiny itty bitty little white stone. I'm like, ooh, it's pretty. Maybe I should give it to, I have a altar to Aphrodite in my bathroom. And I was like, wait, this might be important. And I go about my day. I'm leaving from work. So it tells you like long amount of period of time. And I get to my car, and I'm guessing this is the first time I've actually, like, looked at myself for the day. (laughs) And I see my reflection in my car window. And I always am wearing a pentacle that's about the size of a dime and a triple moon um, pendant that is even tinier. And it has a small piece of moonstone in the center moon. And I look at it, and I realize the stone's gone. And, like, I have that moment of panic going, I don't know where it... Wait, I do know where it... (laughs) I'm like, that's what that was. So I actually don't know how to fix this piece of jewelry, and it's kind of frustrating. Because my normal go-to would be, like, nail glue, but I know that's going to dissolve and deteriorate, and I might not be as lucky as to look down and go, oh, there it is. Hmm. So, yeah. Super glue will probably take care of it. Super glue? Yeah. Hmm. Some, like, the clear gorilla glue. Just a dab. Just a dab, yeah. Little dab will do you. Little dab will do you, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Learn something. Thank you. I figured you would know that because you do wire wrapping. With I do wire wrapping. I make dream characters. Mm-hmm. I do all kinds of stuff. So yeah. yeah. I just figured my normal go-to like super glue is nail glue. I mm-hmm. just know it will deteriorate faster than I want it to. So. I actually have moonstone in my pentacle too. Oh. I've had it for a long time. (laughs) I've worn this pendant for about two years, so it just never dawned on me the stone would fall out. And so when I'm looking at myself in my car window, I'm like, oh, and then you have that moment of, I haven't really looked at myself today. How bad do I look? (laughs) That's me every morning. So, uh, Back to actual podcasting. So back ba- back <laughs> to it. Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain why uh, why Miss Lara is here? So Miss Lara, like we said, is going to be talking about National Pig and Pride Project. Uh, what that is, what's its history, how to find your local Pig and Pride um, festival, and how to start a Pig and Pride or a Pagan festival in general in your area. But let's first get to know Laura. So Laura, hi, hi, <laughs> please. Tell us your coming of witch story. It's uh, actually kind of sad. Oh. So, well, actually, it's really sad. Should we get a tissue? Well, I don't know. Okay. Depends on how sensitive you are. When I was two, mm-hmm. back in 1973, my older brother was killed by a drunk driver. Oh, goodness. He was four at the time. My mother was driving the car. This happened on Halloween as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So she was driving the car. She And there was no such thing as child safety seats back then. Right. And she used to have us buckled into the front seat with her so she could keep an eye on us. Mm-hmm. Well, we're two and four, so we get out of the seatbelt and we're all jumping all over the car. So she pulled over to buckle us back in. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl who was 17. It was her second day she had her license and she oh. was drunk. She was all over the road. 
and she smashed right into the front quarter panel of our car Mm-hmm. And we did a 360. Oh goodness, she was going fast. She was, and uh, and then my my brother died of a massive head trauma. Ooh. And right before the accident, I was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And just before she hit, he and I switched seats. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of survivor's guilt for a very long time. Right. And I didn't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, I discovered the craft when I was 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I was brought up, um, my mom's Irish Catholic and my father's Jewish. Mm-hmm. So we had all of it. Mm-hmm. We celebrated everything. But, you know, after a while, you know, I had my bat mitzvah and I was like, this isn't, I don't, working, this isn't yeah. working. It's not my path. And then for a long time, I just didn't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. So then I was actually down the street, downtown Marlboro, Massachusetts, and there was this shop. There was this guy, great big long beard, lots of hair, and he was waxing a floor inside of a shop. And it was called, uh, I don't remember the name of the shop. My sister would remember. Um, but I walked in and I said, hey, how you doing? And he's like, good. He said, we're actually not open yet, but here's a flyer. Come back and you can get a free candle. I said, okay. So then I went back when they were open and I found out that he was married to my childhood friend's younger sister. Oh, it was crazy. Small world. So that's when I first started to learn about the craft. Mm-hmm. And I started out as, I didn't really call myself a witch, but I wasn't sure what I was. So I was just kind of learning. And then I joined a uh, a learning coven when I lived in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. That was started by my friend Lenny. And that was a year and a day. And that was really interesting. (laughs) And um, I learned a lot about Mm -hmm. myself. And... I started, um, I had some experiences, but I didn't have really profound ones until I moved out here. Okay. And I knew that I had to move out here because, um, all right, well, here's this story. Okay. (laughs) So we're going into another one. So Mm -hmm. I was married for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I kicked him out and then I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I just kind of hung around my apartment and cried for two weeks. And then I got up and I said, I need to get all this stuff out of my house. So I did that. And then a friend of mine had said, you need to go uh, take this woman's Reiki class. It's amazing. She's wonderful. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, the next time she did the Reiki class, the basic Reiki training was on my 35th birthday. And I said, you know what? That's going to be my birthday present to myself. Nice present. So, yeah. (laughs) So I went and I learned about Reiki, and it had a really profound effect upon me. And I'm like, this energy is way different than anything else that I have worked with. And Mm -hmm. it opened another door for me as to what was out there. Mm -hmm. So then I started learning about a lot more stuff. Uh, I had heard about vision quests and what they were supposed to be like. And I said, I think I need one of those. So when I was still living in Rhode Island, I made arrangements to come out and do a vision quest in Sedona. 
And a week before, and I made all the arrangements. I took time off of work. I bought my plane ticket. I was going to stay with a friend. And then they called me a week before, and they said, we're not going to have it. And I said, why? And she said, well, people have to go to work and whatever. And I'm like, wait, I bought my ticket. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. So I was going to send a nasty email, and I said, nope. I went, and I took a hot bathtub. And I cried for an hour. Mm -hmm. And then I got up and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go anyway. So I sent them an email and I said, hey, I know you're not having it, but I'm still going to go. If you have any, any information or any advice, that's great. If you don't, that's okay. She sent me back this glowing email. Oh, I think that's wonderful that you're going and you can do this and blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. So I went out and I had this amazing experience in Sedona. I camped out on the highway uh, 179, mm -hmm. right out of uh, right in the village of Oak Creek. Wow. And I did that for three days. And I had like maybe four granola bars and I drank water the whole time. And and I'll I'll end this story with um, I had a really profound experience the first night I was out there. I was asleep. And then an 18-wheeler drove by and woke me up. Mm -hmm. So I was really emotional because I was out there by myself. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I, I don't know, what am I, why am I out here? Mm -hmm. So before I had gone out there, someone said to me, I bet the stars are really amazing out there because there's no lights to compete with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I turned around because I felt something behind me say, look at the stars and you'll be comforted. So I turned around and lay on my back. And you know the painting Starry Night? Mm -hmm. That was exactly what I saw. I saw pulsars and quasars, and it was the very first time that I had ever felt a oneness with anything. I am you, and you are me, and we are all a part of each other. Mm -hmm. To quote a, a Beatles song. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I've had some other great I've had some really great um, experiences since then, which I don't. There's there's too many to talk about here, um, but to to get along with my um, with my brother and how I dealt with that was I've had a lot of different visions and some and meditations that have helped me. I've spirit guides that have helped me to get through it. I learned, in fact, I had one spirit guide that taught me a dance mm -hmm. that was called the Dance of Forgiveness. And it took me a long time to figure out what that was. But um, I, I don't know what, what you have for time, so I don't know that I can actually talk about something like that. So, But anyway, so it was amazing. But well, wow. we can always definitely bring you back if you want to talk about it later. Sure, that's yeah. fine. All right, sounds great. Okay. Yeah, um, I, and I didn't want to say the tissue remark was not to downgrade. I don't know how no, tender I you were. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. That's okay. I, we've had some guests where I'm like, I need to offer them a tissue. Oh, you mean for me? Oh, <laughs> no. You never know how tender I, such a story is or how recent. You know what? I never know how I'm going to react, honestly. Oh. So usually, yeah. well, that you know, usually I'm pretty good. Oh, fantastic. It all depends on... Uh, mm -hmm how tired I am and what else is going on at the time. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Well, yeah, of course. And with the closeness of the veil, 
Yes. Everybody's yeah. feeling it. I had, so last year, what was funny about that is that um, I felt a very strong connection to like a magical pulse. Mm. And this year, I'm feeling very witchy. Like I, I'm, I'm connecting to that badass <laughs> witch in me. I'm loving it. It's just everything's so witchy. The new Charmed season, the new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I feel like everyone's kind of getting their inner witch on. Yeah. So back on topic. What kind of magic do you consider yourself practicing now, or do you have a tradition? I don't have a specific tradition. Mm -hmm. I'm on a shamanic path, but I don't call myself a shaman. Okay. Um, but I do a lot of, I do a lot of healing work. I actually do a lot of healing work through dream catchers. Oh wow! Um, because that's that's how it presents itself. That's so if somebody crafty. needs something, then. The dream catcher always instinctively knows what it is. Mm -hmm. I can have a plan of what I'm going to make, and it's going to say, no, we're going to go this way. You're gonna, you're, I need you to add that stone, and I need you to add this, and this is what we're going to do. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And it has never, ever steered me wrong. Mm -hmm. The energy is always correct because it's always connected with that other person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether or not I know them. It doesn't matter whether or not they're on the other side of the planet. Right. It just it knows. That's powerful. Yeah. That's really awesome. So would you consider that your main type of magic that you practice? Or do you consider it even a, a magic or just a healing art? I don't know what to call it, actually. Mm -hmm. It's because it's a very sacred communication. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I've never really thought of it. So I just kind of do what it asks me to do. This is how it needs to be made. Okay, there mm -hmm. you go. So, I, d I don't have a specific word for it. Right. Do you have any deities that you work with? Um, Kuan Yin's one of my main ones. I also have, I, I work with a lot of Native American spirituality. My mm -hmm. main Reiki guide is a Native American medicine man, mm -hmm. and he wears the mask and wings of an eagle mm -hmm. um but there's it's it's whoever comes to me at the time so i don't if they want to work with me they do if they don't then that's okay i had um i was working on a dream catcher for santa muerte one time mm -hmm. and she just kind of slid up behind me because I had asked, I said, should I put tails and feathers on this? I'm not sure. And she said, I want, I want a, um, I want prayer beads. And I said, oh, okay, sure. So I made it and instead of tails and feathers, I put prayer beads on it. And it was really cool. I actually made it for an event called Food Not Bombs. Mm -hmm. And it was auctioned off for like, 35 bucks or something like that but it went to the right person that's all that matters so it is what matters so it was right. pretty cool so i'm not actually familiar with kwan and kwan yin would you like to talk about her kwan yin she has many names mm -hmm. she's uh she's japanese and she's chinese but she has many different names she has sometimes she's depicted as having many arms mm -hmm. and the biggest thing, well, one of the biggest things about her was she was about to go to her reward in heaven, and then she heard somebody 
crying out in pain on earth and she said i can't go here when there's pain down there so that's why Oh, that's, that's why she beautiful. stayed. So she's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think we're going to take a very short break and be right back. All right. We are back with Millennial Pagan Podcast, and of course, uh, we still have Miss uh, Laura here with us, and uh, we're going to be diving in a little bit into uh, an upcoming event and kind of uh, what uh, what started it and all that fun stuff that we like to call Pagan Pride. Well, Jared, it's a national organization. Yeah. So, what is National Pagan Pride Project? National Pagan Pride Project was something that was started in... 1997 Ooh. by Cicelina Braysord. I'm sure I didn't say her name right. Um, she was part of another organization called the Pagan Awareness League or PAL. And um, she was the one that actually came up with the idea of having a public pagan ritual mm -hmm. and an event so that people would get to know just walking by like hey what's going on over there so that they could say well we're witches and this is what we do and it's to help dispel the rumors of what hollywood has cast on us right so that's when it started the first big uh pagan pride started in 2001 there were 18 celebrations the first year there were 17 in the U.S. and one in Canada. In 2001, Tucson had a turnout of 2,300. Sacramento had 2,100. The final attendance was reported at 17,494 people at 74 events. Wow. 15,175 pounds of food and goods were collected for charity, and much of it went to the 9-11 relief Mm -hmm. that was going on at the time and they also did that for Katrina and other disasters wow. but that's one of the things that's necessary with the Pagan Pride Project is we have to make sure that one of the things we do is we have to have we have to have an autumn ritual mm -hmm. or harvest ritual we have to donate to mm -hmm. the needy we have to be make community aware or be part of the community um it's actually called, they actually go by earth, fire, air, and water, and they each represent something different. It actually, I'm really glad that Aaron put it on the website because it's, it's makes it really simple because people can go to paganpridephoenix.com, and that's paganpridephx, and if you go to the home page, if you go to the home page, you're going to see our, you're going to see our phoenix there on the front. And the date, which is Saturday, November 3rd, from 9 to 5 at Steel Indian School Park. So you, the, one of the things is you have to have a public ritual or celebration open to pagans and non-pagans, passers-by and onlookers. Press releases and public relations activities designed to encourage positive media portrayal of pagans and paganism. A food and materials drive for a local charity, food bank, shelter, or refuge to symbolize both pagan responsibilities to their town, city, or state. 
in honor of the various Thanksgiving holidays common to most pagan traditions held around fall equinox. So that makes sense that we usually look at Lugnasta as the beginning of our fall celebrations. Right, exactly. Since pagan pride really emphasizes on that. Mm-hmm. And it talks about our mission statement and defining the mission statement. Air is education. We're never going to be able to practice our spiritual paths openly if we don't give the public access accurate information about what we do and do not do. Fire is activism. People aren't necessarily going to go out of their way to find out what pagans really do. We have to have the courage to act on our own convictions and do what we need to do. Water is charity. We know what we have to do returns to us. We need to demonstrate this by offering compassion to our communities where it is needed. When we share our own abundance, we show that we trust the gods to share abundance with us in return. Earth is community. We're never going to be able to practice openly if we don't know anyone else in our local pagan communities. We need to weave networking webs in our cities, in our towns, in our rural areas. We need these webs to support one another. That support will also show those who would restrict our practice that we are not just a few isolated wackos, but are a growing congregation of people who adhere to a faith that while different is as valid as their own. And it's interesting too, because I don't know if you've seen this lately, but I've been seeing posted that, um, and this isn't the first time that that's happened, that witchcraft, so to speak, is the biggest growing religion or the fastest growing religion in the Mm -hmm. country. I've been seeing that a lot. Um, This is the first time I've seen it recently. I saw it a lot in the early 2000s. So it's nice to hear it again. Mm -hmm. I want to know where the numbers are coming from, being the the science-minded person I am. Yeah, because they don't have anything that's quote-unquote official. Right, and it's it's mm -hmm. a hard thing to get us to actually come out and say, yeah, that's what we are. Right, because not everybody's out of the closet. Of course. So... I actually, uh, yeah, I was reading something on Facebook, I think it was yesterday at work, mm-hmm. um, that uh, pagans now outnumber Presbyterians. That's the one that I read, too. Yeah, yeah that's the one I saw. I think we all saw the same yeah, one. Yeah, we, pro- we probably all did. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see the, the actual numbers, the numbers and figures yeah, on like that. how they found that one out. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody was saying that they were, they actually, um, they did a count in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, which is a good place to. Yeah, I yeah. could I could see that in a, uh, in New England, mm-hmm. especially. I don't know why, but it just it jives with me. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes. uh, Lara, how did you become the organizer for Phoenix Pagan Pride? So, what's supposed to happen if someone decides they no longer want to be an LC or local organizer? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to either nominate someone and say, hey, would you like to be the local coordinator? They say yes or no. They're supposed to send an email to National Pagan Pride, them and the LC that's leaving, saying, hey, so-and-so is applying. They want to be the next LC. I'm stepping down. Technically, this should be doing, done in, like, November, December. Mm-hmm. Of the year that of the year right that, at the end of right. the last fest. So if mm-hmm. if I had decided that's it, I'm done, then after Pagan Pride, like within the next couple of weeks, I'd be like, hey, is there somebody that wants to take over? Mm-hmm. And then we would go through the process. So it didn't happen that way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It was July. No, I'm sorry, July, January. January, um, 
Maya Dawn had actually sent out a message saying, hey, the current LC is stepping down, and if nobody else steps up, we're not going to have a Pagan Pride Day. And that really struck a chord with me, and I'm like, we have to have Pagan Pride. Right. So I sent her a message, and I said, hey, so I'm interested. And she goes, okay, here's the information. This is who you need to contact. And I said, okay. Because Maya Dawn is a past local coordinator. Mm -hmm. She'd done it for four years or five years. Um, So I sent them the email. Didn't hear back. I had to fill out an application. Didn't hear back. And this is weeks. Right. And then I had to fill out the application again because they lost the initial one. Hmm. And I wasn't, and until something actually happened, I just started gathering people together and announcing, hey, I'm going to start putting together Pagan Pride. I'm waiting to hear back the official word. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I finally heard back from the president of National saying, well, just go ahead and put it together. It'll be fine. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So March, I made an announcement saying, hi, I'm the new LC for Pagan Pride Day. And if anybody wants to volunteer, you're welcome to come to our meetings, whatever. So we had meetings at IHOP, mm-hmm. um, which you were part of. And we basically talked about what we need to do and what do we want to do. And I wasn't made officially the LC until <laughs> the 4th of July. Oh my goodness. I, that's when I got the email saying, hi, thanks for being an LC for Pagan Pride Day. And I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> Especially since we were so far into like being done with all of our planning right? by then. Mm-hmm. Like what, that would have been so scary if National would turn around and go, uh, we have a problem with your application. Right. But you know what? Nobody else applied either. Yeah. Hmm. So in a way that kind of surprised me, but in another way it doesn't because it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Right. And a lot of our elders in our, in, in that I've at least met, are they got a lot of stuff on their plates already. Sure. I could understand that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you stepping up. I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing. It's the first year that I've volunteered, and I haven't been putting a lot of, um, taking a lot of work myself, but I've been kind of just passively watching and observing and learning, and I, I, I think this is going to be the best one that I've gone to, I'm, personally. I'm so, so, so excited. I just, I just, I took over. And then it just became my entire existence. <laughs> Seriously. Congratulations. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I know. Well, I know by the amount that you have been posting and working on it that you have been putting a lot into it. And that is a lot of work and a lot of hard work and mm-hmm. maybe even a bit of a thankless job. So here's um, me saying thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Um, I do have a lot of really great amazing volunteers uh nama who we just had who you just had she's um she's one of my media ladies she She, does a great job um she's teaching me so much stuff for our (laughs) podcast social media i'm just like i'm sitting there in awe like tell me more (laughs) about these interwebs and then laura Mm -hmm. laura she's she's an amazing asset she's fantastic uh, Jerry Groupie, <laughs> she has been vendor coordinator in past Pagan Prides. 
she's she's a fantastic resource. Uh, Maya Dawn is also part of the group. She uh, bestows her wisdom, so to say. <laughs> like, if I have a question about something, I give her a text, and I'm like, hey, how do I do this? And she's like, oh, just do this, 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 and this. Like, I had an... Uh, I posted a question to the group, I think it was today or yesterday, Yeah. about wristbands. I and wanted like, to watch and see how that turned out, because I, I have the same concerns you do, but I also think it'll be fabulous. Right, because I'm like, I don't know, should we get them? Because they're not that expensive, but then it, 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 you know, it generates trash. Mm -hmm. So how do we keep track of how many people we have? And what she said was, we give everybody a free raffle ticket. You write down the last four numbers of that ticket, and then you just count from there. Right. Or you don't even have to count. Mm -hmm. Because once you've got out the last one, you know, look at the next ticket and be like, just subtract from that ticket. And I'm like, that's brilliant. That's yep. what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and just make sure that every station knows to say, have you gotten your raffle ticket yet? Right. That well, would be fantastic. Well, yeah. There's only going to be two stations. There's going to mm -hmm. be the one at the west side entrance right. and there's going to be one at the east side well i meant like us tables like the individual mm -hmm. vendors and oh stuff. right that no way, right yeah we can say hey when people stumble on because i know that park's pretty big and right sometimes people are like oh what's this and they're in the middle already and right. they're like how'd you get in the middle and not know <laughs> i don't know i saw all this stuff going on there's a lady over there dancing with a snake and i wanted to know what that was about so and then suddenly i saw the shiny thing and then i bought stuff and i still don't know where i am am i in oz it's like no, no, no you're in pagan pride i had um last year i actually was in the midst of um a bad injury and i was in so much pain i had a good bit of sitting down and i was like fighting with myself like you're gonna have fun but i got that opportunity to watch people interact right and it was just like it was half of I'm with my people, and other half, I want to be with my people, goddammit. <laughs> I hurt. Get up. No, sit down. Get up. No, sit down. Someone give me some crutches. Yeah, somebody, someone. Somebody give me I some I need pupils. help. Help me. Yeah, pretty much. I was just sitting there groveling, and I think it was the first time somebody said, have you tried CBD oil? Right. And I was like, no, tell me what disease. <laughs> sit down and tell me the science behind this thing <laughs> thank you and it was a miracle drug so mm. to that random person who was like have you tried this thank uh. you but things like that happen at pagan pride people yeah in case yeah, you were wondering you'd yeah. get random things now i know that we we were talking before we actually started recording today how it's awesome to see an event coordinator that's actually excited for the product that they're putting on I am so wicked psyched. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I mean, because I, I know some people, they, they do event coordinating and they're, they're doing it just to get it done. They're not even excited about the final pro the product. I love that you're actually excited to, to have this, to do this and to take on such a huge responsibility, but yet not lose yourself in the work of it. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just like. Sometimes I get up, I'm like, oh my God, it's almost here. I can't wait, I can't wait. It's like the ca <laughs> countdown just, calendar. I, I do. I'm like, oh, because what's today? Today is the 12th. Yeah, we're recording this on the 12th. Yeah, we are recording this on the 12th. And I'm just like, ah! And I have so much other stuff I got to still do, but I'm so excited. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> we're like, we have to count all of our freebies. <laughs> and I gave myself a new project. Uh-oh. Sorry. It's okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> 
How do people who aren't in Phoenix find yeah. their local Phoenix or local pagan pride? Their local pagan pride. Well, actually, we well, I've actually we've sent press release to Utah, Colorado, California, mm-hmm. and New Mexico, and Northern Arizona and Southern Arizona. So everybody should be. I, everybody should be coming to Pagan Pride Day in Phoenix. <laughs> everybody. Phoenix is awesome. Phoenix yes. is awesome, and and the, it, and the weather's gonna be phenomenal. The weather's going to be great. We're going to have a guy slinging hot dogs and there's going to be somebody else with what else was it? Greek food with <gasps> vegan options. <gasps> Greek. So, I know I'm very excited. Sorry, the, it's yeah. one of my one of the one of the vendors actually she's my my biggest sponsor, uh Athena from Everything Just Rocks. Mm-hmm. She's Greek. So her and her and her mom are going to be like right downwind from that. And I was telling her mom what we we're going to have. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, I know, I know. Autumn, Autumn, you're, you're drooling. All right. So get, get, get away from the mic with the drool. So you there actually you asked me how people can find their local chapter of Phoenix of, sorry, of Pagan Pride, their local chapter. The, the easiest thing to do is to go online and look up and see who's in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, just look up pagan pride like uh colorado Mm -hmm. for example or pagan pride um nevada and then it'll it'll show you who's closer to you you can actually if you actually look on a map and you put pagan pride and you put like northern arizona or northern america Mm -hmm. it should show you different options in northern america or um on the east coast there's actually there's four there's four different pagan prides because Massachusetts is huge. Mm-hmm. So they have a, a western pagan pride. They have an eastern pagan pride. They've got a southern and a northern. Even just Jersey, they have three. Yes. So, I mean, if, if Jersey, tiny, tiny New Jersey, can have three, uh, there's a lot of options. Yeah, there is. I mean, and you can go to all three if you want to. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I encourage it. Like this, um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Vegas, Pagan Pride. Mm-hmm. And this was my first time in Vegas Ooh. since I've lived here. Ooh. I've been here for 11 years now. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to Pagan Pride and check it out. And one of my friends came with me. And we had a really nice time. They were mm-hmm. very nice up there. Did, did, did you go over the dam? No. No? We didn't go over the dam. Somehow Google took us around the dam. I don't, oh. I don't know how, but it's okay. Because you saw that tree that needed love. I did. See, that was in nothing. <laughs> in nothing, Arizona. Oh, I love that tree. We sto- That was on our way back. Mm-hmm. We stopped because I wanted a picture of the sign that said nothing. Mm-hmm. That was on my bucket list. <laughs> oh! <So. laughs> my bucket list is a picture of every national uh, forest's entrance sign. Oh, cool. Yep. And a charm bracelet from all the national forests that have charms. Aww. So, I have three. I know, it's very pretty. I, I, I want to know about this tree. <laughs> anyway, oh, so this tree, sorry. Right, so, I have to tell you about the tree. So, we... We were driving back, and I said, Jay, we have to stop in nothing. I need a picture of that sign. She's like, okay. So I call her my Arizona mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we... I have one of those. Went across the street, <laughs> and we parked, and I saw the tree, and I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. Just the way that it, there were rocks around it, and it was beautiful. It was like an ethereal, like kind of a fairy-like tree. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. In nothing. But there was... In nothing... But there was something in nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it had all this garbage around it. And I'm like, Jay, 
do you have any plastic gloves or something we can use? Because I've got a garbage bag. So what does she do? She pulls down her sleeve and she's got plastic gloves because <laughs> she's the Mary Poppins of our pagan community. Ooh. So <laughs> she, she gives me the plastic gloves and we picked up what we could. And, um, and I'm like, the trash bin's right over there. I don't know why they, people can't just throw garbage away in the receptacle. But yeah. anyway, people are stupid. And, um, and I got my picture and I loved, you know, it was nice to be able to do a little something. Mm-hmm. You know, clean up the planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the tree. It was a thank you for being there. Because trees are people too. Yes. Not yeah. really people, but you know. They have spirits. They do. They absolutely There's, have they, spirits. They have a sentientness. Absolutely. So do rocks mm-hmm. and um, everything. Everything. And everything. Yes. Everything, yeah. So there's no such thing as nothing, even in nothing, Georgia. Even in nothing. That's beautiful. Anyway, for people who don't have a pagan pride in their area and you've just inspired them by being so inspiring, how do they, you already said how to become the organizer or the the official organizer. How do they go about actually doing the do? Doing the do? Doing the thing. Doing to go do the thing. Or or what kind of... Who do they contact? What kind of... So here's here's my suggestion. Mm -hmm. If there's a pagan pride in your area and you want to be a part of it, send them a message and say, hey, I'd like to be involved. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Can I, is there something? And there was always going to be something to do. <laughs> so they'll contact you back and they'll say, hey, we have a meeting coming up, blah, blah, blah. This is what it is. Come on out and say hi. And then you can either do this. Or I have a lot of people who have actually said, you know, traditionally we come out in the morning, we help with cleanup and set up and whatever. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm good with that. Please. <laughs> right. Because that's going to be a really big thing, too. So, mm-hmm. but just send them an email and say, hey, I'd like to be involved. What can I do? Yep. There's always something to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And if there um, isn't any pagan pride in their area, uh, what is the advice you'd give somebody starting something? Starting something, I would say, first of all, um, even if it's not pagan pride, but just a small pagan event. Even a small pagan event, you need a lot of help. Mm -hmm. You can do it by yourself. It's very stressful. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, It it could ruin your life if you do it by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it by yourself. If you've never, well, that's if you've never done anything like that. There's some people who actually have experience with it and they're like, Ah, I can throw something together. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. But then there are others who are like, I want a new challenge. I want to put together something in my community. I would say, um, for example, post something on Facebook or post it on Twitter and say, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z. Is there anybody else that wants to join me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here. I'm going to have a little meeting. And then we'll talk about, I'm going to talk about my idea. Mm-hmm. And then people will either say, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Or they'll be like, yeah, whatever. You mm. know, so. But um, it's important to be really, it's important to be motivated. And mm-hmm. it's important to be excited about your idea. Because when I first started this, I had no idea what I was doing. I had put together events before. They were smaller events. You know, I would do fundraisers for friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is the largest scale thing I've ever done. And... Um, one of the questions that was asked to me by, by Maya Don, as a matter of fact, she said, so what do you want for your poster? 
What poster? We need to have a poster. I do? Okay. I don't know. Hmm. So I sat there and I, what the, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So it, it took me a little while, but I figured out with the poster that we have, um, I'm really, really proud of it. Mm -hmm. um, the photo that's in there of the mountains, that's Utah. Mm -hmm. I went out there for a soul retrieval last year. That was a picture that I took. Um, and the what the picture is supposed to be about, because that photo is behind the doorway, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be um, about the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. It's about, because then at the top it says, something magic this way comes. And it's all about making a discovery of something that looks, ooh, this is amazing. How do I know, how do I find out more about this? Mm -hmm. And then as you discover more about what that magic is, it's going to come back around and you're going to discover that the magic's within yourself. Mm -hmm. That that's where it really came from. Yeah. And that brought it out in you. Yeah. That's I like amazing. that. It's a beautiful story. Love that. So Phoenix Pagan Pride. So Phoenix Pagan Pride. What do you want to tell both everything? <laughs> so what 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 can we expect this year? Yeah, we, oh, you got so. these great little things you just posted that are, uh, tells us what's going on, where and when and who and what and I just learned about Greek food. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I'm a little distracted. I haven't had dinner yet, guys. So. You're, st you're still drooling. I'm sorry. I haven't Greek. had dinner, and those meds that they were giggling about because I said I was on meds earlier is actually a steroid, and I'm a ravenous wolf on steroids. Uh. I'm a, I'm a ravenous grumpy wolf. <laughs> so. But that's okay. You, you said Greek food, and I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, Pagan Pride. I won't be on steroids at Pagan Pride. <laughs> You're just going to be like, I'm going to have some of that. I'm going to have some of this. And I'm going to walk around here. I'm going to do this. And blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to start with 9 a.m. We're going, it's going to be opening a ritual with Renee Demoiselle. That's late for my morning me, but early for everyone else. So, get out of bed. Right? It's worth it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be there at 6 o'clock to open up the gate. A good point to remind everyone, Renee is who we just talked to about her lovely book. Mm. So you guys know who she's talking about. She's I, doing the opening ritual. I actually bought her book and just started <gasps> reading it. Oh. oh, my God. I love it. Yay. It's amazing. It I just, just really resonates with me. I told a muggle about it today. Yes, I did. <laughs> what did they say? They were like, they actually um, said that it's very similar to a psychology class they took at ASU. So they're actually kind of excited to buy it. Well, Renee has been to a lot of psychology places, um, mm -hmm. seminars. Yeah. In order to learn about that so she could write about it accurately. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, Renee Demoiselle is going to be doing opening ritual. It's going to be a harvest ritual and a spiral dance. Spiral dance. You know what a spiral dance I is, right? I do. I'm a reclaimer, so I do know mm -hmm. what it is. And so, a spiral dance, for those who don't know, is um, it looks actually kind of very traditional. You, it, it's a line that forms, and you just end up becoming this big spiral. It's very encouraging. And if it's done right, you're supposed to see the person on the other side of the spiral as you go. So, you kind of make eye contact with everyone. I'm actually borrowing something very similar to that and something 
something that I've done before at a litho ritual for an in bulk ritual I'm planning. So a spiral dance is very moving, very fun, a great way to build energy and start a festival. Yay! <laughs> All right, so then we have that. And Yay. then at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. actually 9.30 is when we have some of the workshops starting. Athena's Ooh. gonna be talking about, Athena Chakras, mm -hmm. who is Everything Just Rocks. <laughs> She's gonna be talking about uh, crystals. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, there's several other, uh, we have a lot going on um, at 9.30. At 10 o'clock, we have uh, a group coming in. They are called the Kalpuli. Tio Kali Olin. And what that means is Kalpuli is a community. Tio Kali is God House or House of Sacred Ceremonies. And Olin is moving forward with a full and committed heart. Mm. And that's Cindy Green's group. Mm -hmm. And what they're going to be doing, they're going to be doing an hour long workshop. Mm -hmm. They're going to be doing clearings and they're going to be helping people to dump their negative energy. That's at 10 o'clock. That's, that's heavy. It is heavy, but it's needed because yes. there's a lot of crap going around here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, everywhere, as a matter of fact. It's really, I, I close myself off from a lot because I'm a 911 dispatcher, mm -hmm. so I get enough. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can't right now. Yeah. So no. I, I got to take care of what I need to take care of. If I can help somebody else, I'm going to do it, but... So there's that. Yep. Also at 10 o'clock, that's going to be in the northwest quadrant mm -hmm. of the circle of life. Opposite them on the northeast quadrant is going to be the Riley Family Rainbow Circus. Woo! Yay! Yeah. They're going to be coming. They're going to be doing... Uh, the kid in me is so excited. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, well, this, they're, they're, you know, family circus. They're going to do all kinds of tricks. And she, um, Mariana actually sent me a video of one of her girls doing her thing. It was, it was really good. She did, she did a great job. So there's going to be that. And then at, what else do we have going on? And then at 11, I have to tell you, I am so excited about what we have at 11. Ooh, okay. We have the ASU Quidditch team. <gasps> Yay. They're going to do a full scrimmage. Mm-hmm in their uniform with their gear and they're going to teach the kids how to play that's awesome when i first had the idea about having quidditch at pagan pride i had a few eyes looking at me like no i'm sorry if there's a millennial pagan listening that has those eyes you are like the only one yeah i apologize there's nothing wrong with taking in a little bit of that. How many guests have we had on that said Harry Potter was part of their childhood? Yep. No. Quidditch. It, it, I was on my Quidditch team. It's actually funny because my sister, Amy, got me involved with uh, Harry Potter a long time ago. She said, you need to read these books. I said, okay, I'll read them at some point. And then she kept getting on me. She finally bought me the whole uh, mm -hmm. series of books. And she's like, here, read them. Fine. So then I started reading them, and I went, wow, these are really good. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big Harry Potter advocate. And no, Harry Potter is not pagan, but that's okay. 
Yep. And he's not, you know, we don't know what religion they practice and that's okay too. We mm-hmm. can, we can, we can guess what they probably do based on what they wear um, or based on how they act. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it doesn't matter because we don't care. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's great and, you know, they have a lot of great lessons, a mm-hmm. lot of great morals yes. in those books. And there's, they have a large cultural girth, so I couldn't not see at least some traditional British practices being done. Absolutely. And and just because there is a lot of Christian tones doesn't mean that there isn't options. I mean, there was the twins who um, in the movies were Indian, so we would assume that they would practice that religion. Right. Diversity is everywhere. But, you know, there's, there's people who... Back in the day, back in the 1600s, people mm-hmm. who were Christian, people who were Catholic. That practice. They still practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we it still didn't see that. mean that they didn't believe in who their God was, but mm-hmm. they, they believed in other things too. They just couldn't talk about it. And we have Christian witches mm-hmm. and witches who practice different religions that just add the magical element in. And you're obviously welcome at Pagan Pride. Right. Yeah. You're a magical worker, therefore you are part of us. That is also goes for a lot of different other polytheistic religions that might necessarily not consider themselves pagan. Like Native American. Right. And mm-hmm. we get that a lot with Nordic traditions that they don't like to be put in with pagans. But you're going to find a lot of people who are interested in what you're doing at Pagan Pride and want to talk with you too. So the, the noontime ritual is actually going to be true. Oh, look and at that. that's going to have that's uh, that's going to be done by Jason Hanrahan, mm-hmm. and he's going to be talking about the ancestors, and he's oh. going to be talking about very timely, specifically people in our community who have passed on. He's going to bring up their names. Um, I don't know precisely how he's going to be doing it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he's going to give us a little hint as to as to you know exactly how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to have an ancestor altar in the south, mm-hmm. and we have two hand fastings that are going to happen that day. Ooh, congratulations to the happy couple. Yay! Mm-hmm. One's at 10, and the other one's going to be closer to 11. They're going to be down in the south. I uh, designated a canopy for them, so I don't know. I don't know exactly how that's going to go yet, but that's okay, because we'll work around it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We also have at 11 o'clock also that's going to be happening at the same time as the Quidditch game, Dreamwalker Collective is going to be performing. That's Ooh. Damon DeMartin and Ren Spidell. Mm-hmm. And have you heard them perform? No, I have not. They're amazing. Ooh. They're really, mm-hmm. really good. At 12 o'clock, we have the uh we have the ceremony the mm-hmm. also true ceremony so i didn't plan anything else for 12 o'clock because my feeling when ceremony's going on there technically shouldn't be anything else going right. on i mean you can still people can still shop they can do whatever right. they want you know they're free but that to do should whatever. be the main focus is the rituals Got right you. Mm-hmm. agreed um we also have virgo terror who's going to be playing at one. Mm-hmm. And so much good music. I'd, I've it's actually fun. never heard them play, so I'm excited okay. to see them. Mm-hmm. We have Katrina Rain Song at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. She's a belly dancer, and she actually dances with a snake. Ooh, exciting. So that's exciting. Yep. I know. That's going to be fun. So if you don't like snakes... Then, then stay away from the northeast corner of the... 
of the circle of life because that's where she's going to be dancing away. You can come to Pagan Pride's booth. I won't be there at that time. <laughs> but somebody else will be there who will be happy to talk to you. Da-da-da. Probably one of our previous guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're also going to have a bardic competition at 3 o'clock. There's going to be a sign-up sheet, and that's going to be hosted by Ren Spidell. So break out your songs. So and break out your songs musician. and poetry and whatever. Um, there's actually... I think I might actually do that because ah. I have another friend who's coming who plays the kazoo. Well, <laughs> he, he actually does a lot more than plays the kazoo. He's a, he's a Shakespearean actor. Ooh. So <gasps> he's coming in. He's actually going to be part of the Goblin Market. Oh, nice. And, um, and he was talking about the kazoo the other day, and I said, when I did stand-up comedy... I was the mistress of the kazoo, and I said, we should jam sometime. And he said, yes, let's do it at the festival. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have our kazoos, and we'll, we'll do a Scarborough Fair or something like that on the I kazoo. I kind of want to see him do a Hamlet thing with the <laughs> kazoo. Because I can see him like, <laughs> and then just break out the Shakespeare. His name's Noah. He's really sweet. Oh, that's great. Um, Badger Bard's going to be performing. Who's amazing. Who's amazing. He's going to be performing at 4 o'clock. Um, we also have uh, the Red Tent. Yes. That's going to be hosted by Naama. Naama, yep. She talked about that when she was here. Right. Uh, the Goblin Market, for those of you who are not familiar, they were associated previously with the Fairy Festival. Mm-hmm. And basically what they do is they barter with kids. So the guy who is market master, his name is Robert Ladensack. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Awesome costume. He mm-hmm. has... Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that is so, not a costume. That is really what he looks like. <laughs> I've seen Because he's with, been at a heart fire before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, he was. So mm-hmm. it, they'll, they'll have this great big table full of stuff, like odds and ends and mm-hmm. whatever, and they'll just they'll go up to kids and they'll be like... Do you have any pennies? Or do you have any of this? What will you give me for this? It, it's just, it's so fun. <laughs> it's great. Um, so there's that. And then it's 12 o'clock. And then 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. Okay. So, wait. So Patricia Ballantyne mm-hmm. is going to be there. She wrote a book called My Grandma's a Witch. Mm-hmm. And that book, if you don't know anything about it, basically it's about religious tolerance. Her 8-year-old grandson asked her about you know grandma are you a witch and so then she told him about what it was so she's going to read an excerpt from her book to the kids and then she's going to give out a whole bunch of copies of her book that's cool so if you have some kids that you want to teach more religious tolerance or if you need a tool to teach a niece a nephew or something you can purchase her book you can get her book from you can actually get it on amazon Mm -hmm. or if you're lucky you can get it for free from her at pagan pride right She's a really, really super nice lady. Um, we also have a kids' craft area mm-hmm. that's going to be run by Ash. Um, she's also known as Siggy the Fairy. Mm-hmm. So, but she's going to have three different crafts for the kids to do. So it's going to be in an area um, in front of a ramp in one of the buildings. It'll be behind where the vendors are. So they'll be in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I do need to remind people though, is that my volunteers are not babysitters. And I know that I shouldn't have to say that, but some people kind of forget and they go, Ooh, shiny. And I'm like, no, no, 
yeah. kid watch. It, it, yeah. it happens, though. I've seen it happen. It does. And it all it takes, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not, but, you know, stuff happens. Yep. And all it takes is five seconds. It does. It really does. Um, Stealing in School Park is a very large park. There's going to be a lot of people there, but that's not... They're not going to necessarily be watching what kids do. So please, 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 when you take your kids to the table, be within sight of your kids. Make sure you keep an eye on your kid at all times. Don't just say, okay, they're fine. Don't give them to their older sibling who's under 10, who's under 15 even. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been a mall cop for multiple, multiple years. I will say it. I have watched it happen so many times. Parents come running up to me in tears. I literally looked away for five seconds and their kid was on the opposite side of the mall. And I have 15 of me in uniform running around the mall looking for your kid. That's not going to be the case at the park. We're not going to be in uniform. Nobody's going to know what your kid looks like. And on that note, a very important thing about that kind of thing. When you get to the festival, take a picture of where your car is parked with your kid in what they are currently wearing. So not only do you not lose your car, if, heaven forbid, your kid does pop away, you don't have to frantically attempt to describe what they look like. You just give me, give security give PD your phone, we now know exactly what they look like. That's exactly what I was going to say, too. Take a picture of what they're currently Mm -hmm. wearing. It's going to be a lot easier for us to find them. I've had parents describe kids as blonde hair with brownish eyes, and when they come up to me, I can understand how you would describe your kid like that. I could understand how you would describe your kid in that clothing. That's not how me or my officers would have described them. They have dirty blonde hair which is darker to my cameras they have on a blue button down but it's not an over shirt Mm -hmm. like just those kind of things just the differences of description really hinder our ability to Mm -hmm. pinpoint your kid if you if i can just turn around and go it's this kid it's this kid give me your phone let me send the picture it's a hundred percent easier there's no interpretation no problem and then one of the other things too that somebody had said at an event i guess Somebody had tried to take a kid one time, and it was like three minutes after the fact. They couldn't find the kid. People started calling for the kid's name. Mm-hmm. Where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? We're looking for so-and-so. And they found him like four minutes later. Yep. You say his, If you say the name multiple times, go up to every table. You have multiple people doing that with you. That also helps a whole lot. I, I've got a really, really big thing about... Mm-hmm. about protecting kids and mm-hmm. that is a uh, I'm responsible for everybody yep and I do don't want anybody hurt I don't want anybody missing I don't want anything to happen to anybody um, we are going to have off-duty police mm-hmm. on scene we are going to have um, we're going to have um, security we so have EMTs also. I'm actually, actually, yeah, we are. I'm going to have one of my ambulances on scene from my company, from AMR, and they're going to have stickers, and they're going to show people around the ambulance if they want to go oh, in. Oh, fabulous. And, yeah. It's always fun. We work nice. with AMR a-, a-, a lot, too. Yeah. So that's also another good point. Give your kid a place. Hey, if we do split up, meet back here. Talk to this person. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to say it, and I hate to cut into Pagan Pride time. Don't 
kid with your kids about, oh, see that cop, he's going to take you if you misbehave. Oh, yeah, see no. that security guard? We hate that so much because when those situations happen, your kid's scared to come up to us. Mm-hmm. Your kid doesn't know who to come up to. Please tell them a person in uniform isn't going to hurt them. A person in uniform is going to help them get back to you. Yeah. And that um, just for any event. Especially the people in uniform that are going to be here because I know all of them. Yes. And I don't just take people and hire people because, oh, because they know what they're doing. I personally know them. You know those Phoenix PD officers. You know those MRI EMTs. Just say at the ambulance, if you can't find me, go sit there. Yep. And we'll go find. That is actually the safest thing to do. Go to the ambulance. Yep at the moment or if you know us and you come up to us you say hey here's jara here's autumn if if something goes up and just come to this booth come to the ambulance we'll sit we'll chat we'll hang out if it's going to be an hour however i am going to take them to the ambulance i am going to take them to pd Uh, phoenix actually does have a very strict rule after 15 minutes it becomes a problem right and by problem, I mean legal problem. You are going to have to talk to a counselor. Right. So yeah. please, please, please. We don't want it to get to that point. So Nobody no. does. Just. Um, so, anyway. So negativity. anyway. <laughs> negativity is so Now, <laughs> well, it's negative, but, but in a positive thing. Because, yeah. you know, it's important to make sure that people are aware and remind them, mm-hmm. you know, bad things don't just happen to people that they don't know. Um we also have another author that's going to be there, Judith Mangan, Manganalio. I can never say her name right. She used to be the owner of A Piece of the Universe. Oh, okay. And she wrote a book um, that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's called A Giver's Way Hope. And she's going to be right next to Everything Just Rocks booth. And she's going to be uh, giving hugs. Yay. And selling her book, and she writes little notes from the universe in her book. She's so sweet. I have one of her books too. I just love her. So let me talk a little bit about some of the vendors that are mm-hmm. going to be there. Um, I'm going to have an artesian booth, and I'm going to have uh, four different uh, artists, artisans in there. One of them is named Smash and Create. I don't have them all written down here. I should have them on here, but you I have. Can find um, it all on the Pagan yes, Pride it's all on the Pagan Pride website. Um, Windsong Designs is going to be there. Kai, Kai, um, she does these amazing handmade um, out of Sculpey mm-hmm. um, book designs. Um, Sacred Spiral Church will be there. Uh, my friend Jennifer from Something's Brewing will be there. She's a nurse. She makes different kinds of tea. Ooh, and yes. she's also going to be doing a workshop on canning. Oh, hmm. yeah. That, that's an important thing yeah. uh, to learn correctly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. And she's amazing. Um, Desert Magic is going to be there. We have Kindred Dragons, Mega Essentials, Mobius Enterprises, The Wood Wizard, who, for some reason, doesn't have a website. He needs to have a website because he makes the most amazing handcrafted wood items. Like, There's a video of a wooden box that he made mm-hmm. with a wand, and it's got all kinds of secret compartments in it. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. beautiful. 
That's the kind of stuff he does. I He's know amazing. him, yeah. Well, I don't know him if I've been to his booth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Modern Mythos will be there. He does um, He does handmade jewelry. Um, Chainmail. Ah. He does chainmail jewelry. Um, we also have... Who else do we have there? We've got uh, Tawn. Tucson area witches network is going to be up visiting which we just went and visited them yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the astrology store uh they're going to be there are they at the new age store in glendale yes they're on thunderbird they're not on thunderbird okay they're on glendale and 57th drive and yes. opposite them is uh, on the exact opposite side of the street is um crescent moon Yep, and they're going to have a big witch's ball. It's on the 27th. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. Um, and then there's Crystal Intuition. She does crystals and all kinds of little gifty things. Mm-hmm. Um, Home Smart and Soul Gaze or Holistic will be there. Lapis Lazuli Oasis will be there. Um, and we're also going to have, before I forget, because I keep meaning to mention this, we're going to have... A scavenger hunt. Yes. And what people are going to be hunting for are dragon eggs. There are precisely five handmade dragon eggs. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in five different locations. And what you're going to do is I'm going to have uh, the map specially made where if you find the egg, you have to mark down on the map where it is. You can't remove the egg. And then you bring it back to me, and then if you have all of the answers right, I'll give you a free raffle ticket. Mm -hmm. Because after the fact, all of those dragon eggs are going to be raffled off. There's one of them that's worth $300. Shiny. They're all handmade, and they're amazing. They are gorgeous. Um, We posted, uh, I shared on Twitter. Yeah. Yep, one of them, so. Um, And, uh... We're going to have uh, one of the things that's that's uh, with the scavenger hunt. You know, even if you don't bring stuff, even if you don't find the dragon eggs, we have a lot of black Easter eggs mm-hmm. that are going to be full of something. It could be candy. It could be a crystal. It could be a positive affirmation. You know, so you'll leave with something. You'll find something. But um, anyway... So there's that. And there's probably a lot of other stuff going on, but I can't remember because I'm just on overload right now. <laughs> Which so. means they have to come. That's yes. right. If you, so. want, if you want to see what's going on, November 3rd, Steel Indian School Park. Phoenix Pagan Pride. Phoenix Pagan Pride. Pride. And we will be there. Yes. Along with all that fabulous stuff that you just heard. Um, beforehand, though, the events that are going on for everyone, the full moon is the 24th. We just mentioned that Crescent Moon Emporium is having a witch's night out ball on the 27th. It is a costume ball. I will be there. Okay. So you can see me there uh, the 31st in case you live under a rock. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> is Salen. Um, we will talk more about what is Samhain in our Patreon-exclusive mini-sode. And like we just said, the 3rd of November is Phoenix Pagan Pride. 
Mm-hmm. And our Patreon thank yous for this week are Cheryl Lynn. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for becoming a Patreon. Yes. Um, Patreon supporter. Yep. And Jared, do you think Patreon's worth it? No, I do believe it's worth it because, of course, you get uh, not only a neat little sticker and a button that we like to send you. If you do $5 a month. If but you if you dollars. only do $1 a month, you still get... You get a thank you from us right here on the show. Yes. And a 30-minute mini-sode is available mm-hmm. for our Patreon-exclusive members. Uh, so, Laura, where do you, where do we find you on the interwebs or in real life? On the interwebs or, well, most of the time I'm at work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm either at work or, well, lately I, I didn't pick up any overtime this month specifically so I could make sure everything was done mm-hmm. for Pride. Um but you can find me. My business name is Laris Tangled Web. Um, I have classes at Everything Just Rocks. I teach basic wire wrapping. I teach people how to make Tree of Life or Dreamcatchers. Mm-hmm. I have a Dreamcatcher class coming up in December where we make two Dreamcatchers. You make one for yourself or a family member. And the other one we donate to a kid in the hospital. And this will be my sixth year doing that. That's a lovely Yule. Type that. Yeah, that that should be like a date night for you all mm-hmm. yes. witchy couples. Right? That would be beautiful. Um, and then one of the things, I, I don't want to forget mentioning this person, mm-hmm. um, June Diarbalo mm-hmm. is going to be doing our closing ceremony at 4 o'clock. Okay. And she's actually going to be doing something on the Native American side. Ooh. Nice. So we have a very wide variety of of different cultures that are going to be there. And one of my friends had said to me, not long, one of the medics that I work with, he Mm -hmm. said, you really put your heart and soul into this. And I said, everything that's happening here is something that I've actually experienced or Mm -hmm. something that I want to experience or I have some kind of an interest in it. That's why it's so varied. Mm -hmm. So this, so, so yeah, I guess this is me. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. No, I really, I, I think this is going to be our best year yet. And I, I, I say that with a very small um, knowledge of what Phoenix Pagan Pride's been since I've only been to three previously. But I came from Atlanta, and no offense to Atlanta's, it was small compared to us. Atlanta's was beautiful. The Universal Church in Atlanta is gorgeous. It's in a great place. Um, there was a lot of people there, but... Ours is just huge compared. And I do want to make sure I mention Dan Poland, mm-hmm. who was our very first LC um, for Phoenix Pagan Pride Day well, in 2001. Thank you, Dan. So Thanks, 2001, Dan. That's, mm-hmm. that's 17 years of Pride. We're a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We, we are a rowdy teenager who's varying. Oh, we're about to go to college. That means we're going to get bigger and knowledge is just going to spread. Well, nice. I've, I've already started to plan for next year. I believe it. And um, in prob- coming up probably on the 20th anniversary or so, we might even go to a two-day event. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, goodness. So, I know. The energy feels. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you can find the pod on Instagram at Peg and Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Millennial Pagan Podcast. Twitter, we are Millennial Pagan. And Patreon, of course, Millennial Pagan Podcast by Autumn Wolf. Mm-hmm. Jera, where can people find you? Of course, you can find me on Twitter, Jera Stone, J-E-R-A-S-T-O-N-E. 
And of course, on my Instagram, Haggard underscore Haggard underscore cosplay. Uh, I actually am getting new business cards for that, and I have to thank uh, one of my uh, one of my friends who took this awesome picture that I'm using for the uh, for the business card. And I will I will have some at Pagan Pride if didn't, you guys want some. Didn't you just post that on Insta? I did. I did. Um, had a uh, went to a, a day of mischief mm-hmm. uh, over at uh, Westworld Scottsdale, a unofficial Harry Potter convention, mm-hmm. um, and of course I was dressed as Hagrid, so it was really fun. Got a couple of neat uh, neat pictures and got a lot of pictures with a lot of people who know people that I know, and they're messaging me. I was like, "Hey, is that you?" Like, I put yeah. I, I couldn't tag you for some odd reason, but um, Denise, who's been at a couple of reclaiming rituals, was there as um, Mrs. Malfoy, and yes. she posted a picture. I was like, two of my favorite people. <laughs> uh, yeah, she. We're actually uh, we're actually friends now on Facebook. Okay, good. Because so. for some reason I couldn't tag you. I was very grumpy about this, so I was just like, <laughs> or whatever. And you can find me Autumn Wolf at Facebook, Twitter, and. Um, I don't have a personal Instagram. It's the podcast. The podcast Instagram, Instagram yeah. yeah. So if you need to talk to me, you can hit me up on those. Or the Millennial Pagan stuff, I also listen. Now, really quick, I know I didn't talk to you about this a little bit earlier. Oh, no. But I know you said that you're taking on a special project. I want to put out a special project for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you guys, you listeners, the people who are listening to me right now, to be represented at pagan pride yes do me a favor take a selfie of yourself and put on the picture where you're from and post it to our facebook page because i want to take those i want to print them out and have those at our booth so people can see the reach that it's not just phoenix it's everywhere else so what I'm going to do to make that a little bit easier on everyone, I will post on our Facebook page, where you from or where you at? And you take a picture. Um, be clever about it in front of your local library, in front of a state sign or something like that. So we can get it. I know there's one person who can go to a particular college campus with a particular um, bulldog. Uh, I, I would absolutely adore it if you could do that. Because I would feel like that's my home girl, <laughs> and so post them under there, so yep. it's a little bit easier for us to grab them and collaborate with them. And, um, and it's also a great way just to see the community that this show is building, and what kind of millennial pagans are out there, so yeah. everyone knows there are millennial pagans out there. Um, my special project is for our Phoenix listeners specifically. Mm-hmm. Come up to our booth at Pagan Pride and tell me you're a listener already and I will give you a special gift. There we go. If you in for the first 20 people specifically. Sounds good. And then I have one other thing to add. Please do. First of all, we're having a booth decorating competition. I know. We're not ready. I know. <laughs> um, well, it's it's only for the people who are vendors. Oh, but I still want it. So, yeah, you can participate. So <laughs> what they're doing is, what I did is I drew a major Arcana tarot card for each one of them, and they're going to dress it up according to that tarot card. Oh, that is great. And the way that they're going to win is I'm not picking the winner. So Ooh. what's going to happen is 
when people go in, I want you to look around. I want you to look at everybody's booth. Decide who your favorite is. Take a picture of that booth. Make sure their name is clearly visible. It's supposed to be clearly displayed. And then you're going to post it to our website. Mm -hmm. And I'll have instructions in, a, in, a, in the next week or so exactly how to do that. So look out for that, people. So look out for that. And then um, the last thing was... That wasn't the last thing. I had one other thing. Yes. So I'm collaborating with uh, another elder in the community. And next year, we're going to be starting to offer uh, open ritual. Yay. He's going to write open ritual, and then people can just come. And we're, we're building on it right now. Mm -hmm. So, but um, we're just starting to talk about it. But we're, because... Um, there's, there's not a lot of open ritual, as far as I know, mm -hmm. that happens in this part of the valley. Unless there's somebody else that does it, I don't know. I know they they do them regularly in the East Valley, Sacred Spiral Church. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just a service that um, we want to start offering here. And Mesa has reclaiming, so not a whole lot right, right here. Mm -hmm. All right. Well. So from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Mary Meet. Mary Part. And, and Mary, Mary meet again.